0: We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com.
1: I want to ask you this. Where were you? I love the picture that Bethany painted of saying, wonder how the people felt 400 years without, without hearing from God and then he shows up. And I pictured um, what we're talking about today, the shepherds, what they must have felt like. Today's word is peace. And um, we're gonna sing that song again in just a minute, here again. And um, I wonder if, maybe not right now is where, where you're at with this, but maybe, maybe you are at this moment, wondering like the shepherds, wondering like Mary, wondering like Joseph, wondering like the disciples when they're on the boat and the boat's rocking and Jesus is asleep, little asleep on the hay, no, he was actually asleep in the boat, but he wasn't worried about the storm. And the people were saying, the disciples were saying, how long, oh God, are you going to keep your mouth quiet before you speak to us? 400 years, the disciples the same. They might be, they were probably saying something like, are you listening? Are you watching what's going on around me? Right? We all have our our things, our issues, and we question at times we're not perfect. And we say, Where are you, God? Where are, oh, Pastor Ron doesn't say it, but I do. I want to read this scripture. I don't know if you can uh, bring it up there, Brother Thomas. He's uh, running this thing. But those first three slides, I believe, is is where Jesus shows up. I want to read that to you and um i want to relate that to where we are today the shepherds sitting out in the field doing their mundane tasks no one cares about them they wonder if anyone sees them especially god and then uh maybe questioning you know my parents and my parents parents my parents parents said messiah's coming but he hasn't come yet we sang the song um here as in heaven, maybe the shepherds didn't say that, but they might have said, um, would the atmosphere please change right now because the I need some evidence. Could you put up that, 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 that uh, first verse? It's the first slide of the um, message. There it is, and you guys with x-ray vision, you can see this, but I can see it. And it says this in Luke chapter 2, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, complaining, whining, crying, Where are you, God? And then, when you least expect it, after 400 years of silence an angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone round about them you know this one and they were scared they were fearful they did not know who this was they did not know the voice of god like we do today and the angel said don't be afraid my brothers and sisters do not be afraid you You can't make this stuff up. It just preaches. It just preaches to me. I feel it right now, whether anyone else. I feel God saying to me, do not be afraid. I bring you bad news, no good news that will cause great joy for everybody. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born into you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find him if you're wondering what he looks like. Sometimes today, we don't know what he looks like. I don't know if he, what he looks like for you today. I don't know if he'll show up and you'll not recognize him. But they told them specifically because the shepherds were a little bit dense. Not us, but they were. And then it says, you will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Put up the next verse. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host. It wasn't enough for one angel. A whole bunch of them. They showed up. They showed up right there and they prayed and they sang not for a minute not for a minute the lord is in this place the atmosphere is changing now they said actually said glory to god in the highest and on earth peace i say that a lot i say peace I say it when I get off the phone and people make fun of me. They're like, what did you say that for? Are you a rapper or something? And I think that is a good word to use. This is one of the last words Jesus used every time he left someone. Peace, I leave you. And he says, glory to God on on the highest and on earth. Peace to all those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left him and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, oh my goodness, what just happened? The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. We better go to Bethlehem and see what this is all about, what the angels told us about. And when they went there, they found the baby. Turn on the next scripture. Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. He was so cute and he was goo goo but he was the Son of God. When they saw him, they spread the word concerning him and told the, about this child. And all who heard were amazed goes on to say mary was like freaked out she treasured up these scenes in her hearts she still was kind of questioning lord are you there what's going on i'm confused the shepherds returned glorifying and praising they were simple guys and they teach us how we should receive the king as well not for a minute will the lord forsake you say amen how many need peace? Would you stand to your feet just for one last time? We're going to sing this song. I'm going to encourage you. The Bible says a 100 different times, probably more like 300 times, lift your hands in the sanctuary. Raise your hands. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about worship and lifting your hands. It's not in the Bible that says just the Pentecostal churches, raise your hands so that you look weird. It's a way to show Jesus that we love him. It's a way to lift our hands and say we need him. It's a way to lift our hands and say you're the best. We praise you. We glorify you. If you feel comfortable, I encourage you just to raise your hands right now and say this with me. Lord Jesus, I need your peace today. Not for a minute. Not for a minute. Can I hear you? Have I been forsaken? The Lord is in this place. Let's sing this. Let this be a prayer obviously. For a was I forsaken? The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. I'm not enough unless you come Will you meet me here again? Because all I, I
0: want is I all you want.
1: Since the presence of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We're supposed to move on to the next thing. We have the other group coming in, but let's just take a moment right now. Just receive his peace. Receive your king. Receive his love. Receive his joy. Receive his hope this day. If you already feel like you've received it in your heart then be thankful. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise his holy name for he is worthy of our praise. Not because he deserves not because he needs it, he deserves it but not because he needs it because we need to remind ourselves where our strength comes from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not for a minute, I'm forsaken, for the, the Lord, Lord is in this place, the Lord is in this place, hallelujah, worship you. Preaching to the choir today, but would you just give them praise, not quietly in your heart. We do that plenty in our own uh, lives at home let's let's lift his name up in this room today we worship you we praise you we glorify you we thank you for all you've done for all you've done for meeting us in the middle when we need you most Lord, I pray for peace upon this room. I pray for my sister, Victoria. I pray for a presence of God on her heart, on her life. Lord, I know that she's lost her, her dad this yesterday. Lord, we just pray for her in Jesus' name. We pray for comfort. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy upon my sister in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for all you do for us for all you've been to us and for all you're going to do. I pray for anyone watching that needs a touch in your body or needs a touch in your life, in your family, in your home, in your finances. Lord, I pray that you, you uh, intervene in Jesus' name. Everybody say that, amen. I'm gonna bring up my sister Kay. We're gonna uh, light the advent candle today. We, are, we have the candle of, uh, what is The candle of hope is already lit. Would you stay up here, my brother Paul? Bethany, you're right in the line of sight, so would you just stand there and look cute? You won't do it? Is this, come here for a second, Bethany. Is this a a ugly sweater or is it a pretty sweater? Because I can't, it's a blessed sweater. I can't see it being ugly because it says blessed. So um, you win the award today for the prettiest sweater. Um, I got my brother, you guys stay on this side. Yeah, that's good and um, come on in here Uh, Ron this is a very uh, intense light candle lighter here so you can use this candle if you'd like but we're gonna first light the candle this candle symbolizes the candle of peace now listen my friends everyone listening outside inside Advent is an ancient tradition we love to get excited about Christmas and that is plenty fine you can do that kids love to get excited about the gifts they're going to open and an ancient tradition is to get excited and look forward to uh, the coming of jesus we celebrate um two things looking into the past at when Jesus came the first time as a baby and looking to the future when his second arrival is coming. Advent um, has the same word arrival in it. We believe that Jesus is coming back for his church and um, that's exciting. So as we remember Christmas coming up, we take the past and what Jesus did there and the future and we bring them right into the present and we celebrate what he's doing for us in this day and one of the things he brings us is peace would you share a couple of words and um you guys could both use that microphone and then pray pray over our um our candle and all the people watching
2: well the word today is peace and the candle is peace and uh, i was just thinking when we first said that we were going to do this that this was the first song the angels sang to jesus Peace, peace on earth. He sang it to the to the shepherds, and they sang it to Jesus, that peace, that peace. Um, and, you know, he didn't come into a very peaceful world. It was much like we're living today, very chaotic. There were all kinds of illnesses that they couldn't cure. There were uh, people that were racially against each other. Yeah. Uh, there was government control. Yep, yep. They had to go to Bethlehem because the government yep. said they had to go there. And so it's kind of like the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But Jesus came to bring peace. Amen. Um, I was looking at a, an unfamiliar Christmas song called I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. If you've ever heard that song and you read the words, it's very interesting because it says in part of, the, part of it, it says, there is no peace on earth, they said. And have you felt that way now? There is no peace on earth, they've said. There's so much going on. There's so much chaos. We're worried. There's this happens, that happens, and we're worried about it. But if you go on to the next verse, it says, but God's not dead. Nor does he sleep. He cares about his children, just like he cares about all of you and all of us. He cares about us, and he wants to bring peace into our lives. And we can look at the world. We can watch TV. We can listen to the things that happen. We can read all the stuff, and we can be unpeaceful, Mm -hmm. or we can choose to have peace. There isn't anything, mostly, that we can do about it. We just have to trust the Lord to bring that peace to us. Ralph, no not Ralph, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote that poem and with those words about having heard the bells on Christmas Day, there is no peace on earth, they said. He wrote that in the middle of the Civil War. And sometimes we might feel like we're in a war, but God brings peace. Um, God is not dead, nor does he sleep. He loves his children. He'll run to you just like you when your children were were young and they would have a nightmare in the middle of the night. You're out of that bed. You're at their bed in that instant, and you bring peace to their world. And Jesus wants to bring peace to our world. Last thing I wanted to say was that Jesus said in John 14, 27, my peace i give to you mm-hmm. and this is my little ad on there don't be troubled Amen. do not be troubled Amen. say that with me do, do not, not be, be troubled. troubled god wants to bring you peace thank you, jesus. in your life right now today tomorrow next week next month next year Amen. bring peace to you thank
0: you jesus you that, that's good preaching. preach it sister I, i've, I've taught you, you well uh, I, I, brought, I brought my second Bible today. This is what we call, repeat it to me, mean, a hymnal, okay? Uh, some of you will remember th- th- these. And uh, page 174 says, there it is. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. You remember that one? Coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit, forever I pray. I like this last line. In fathomless billows of love in fathomless billows of love a pastor in the middle of wisconsin in the 1880s wrote that poem and uh you know uh, and he he kind of reiterated the words that isaiah had spoken of years before isaiah said may the work of righteousness be peace and the effect of righteousness bring quietness and assurance forever that's what peace is all about you know i was i was seeing brother chip peep around the corner kind of uh, a minute ago. And one reason mm-hmm. he's here is to just to speak a sense of protection over us. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus brings protection. Yes. Let me tell you, what does peace do? It also brings his presence. And aren't you glad he brings his promise to us? I I, I, I can't help but alliterate a little bit every now and then. Amen. May, may God truly bless us. Amen. It says, sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows that means innumerable unbelievable just overwhelmings of love aren't you glad for that let's pray lord thank you Jesus. Thank you, lord thank you for me i can pray for me i need peace in 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 unpeaceful times lord my mind runs astray i'm a, I'm a little less than perfect i begin to look at the facts of the day Or can i say i can say it publicly look at things that are not facts today that are being presented as factual but lord i'm glad that your peace your promise lord the very performance of your life will rest in us because the scripture says my peace i leave with you my peace i give unto you lord may we may we partake of it may we receive it and may we be an example of that peace that you've given, that we can be, that it can be to us and through us, we pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Excellent, guys. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining us on the broadcast. We're going to continue with a special number. You're going to miss out. I'm singing with Cynthia. Cynthia's singing a special number today. Oh, no, it's Nate Nate and Jared. God bless you. My peace I give unto you It's a peace that the world cannot give It's a peace that the world cannot understand with me if we could grasp like i said what jesus brought on that first christmas we would have a much easier time in 2020 that's why we're trying to grasp some at least four of the gifts hope peace joy and love we're we're grasping peace today okay we t- we read the scripture about the shepherds what they experienced it was such an unlikely group of guys that god would send his message to first i'm like who why would god send it to them but it's i think there's a number of reasons and um, i would assume that he would have come to kings and queens first or the v- vips of the world but he didn't he came to shepherds which speaks something to us are you calling me a shepherd Noel? Well, i'm calling you ordinary <laughs> Don't you feel ordinary sometimes? Well, do you know who God sent his message to? Us. He has sent it to the ordinary night shift working animal tenders, that's who he came to. And it's as if God shouts to the world, I have come to send you a message. This is not something that you can't grasp. This is not something that you have to earn. I bring the message to anyone who will listen. In your insecurities, in your unimportance, right? In your, like, ordinary world, Jesus brings the message to you. He sent his son to you. And he did one thing after he did this. He asked you, Christian. I'm not talking to you, Christian. I'm talking to any Christian in the room. Him talking to you, Christian. He asked you to send the good news along. Pass it along. Can we stop here for a minute and see how truly it, cool it is that he sent it to the shepherds? And I I've tried to think of a, a good word here, but I think it's cool. I think the word is cool. I want to give you three really cool things about the shepherds that um, really speak to me Why would he pick shepherds to bring this to? And this isn't the message, but this is kind of the background of these guys. Number one, I don't know if it's obvious or not, I was gonna say obviously because I studied about it, but obviously he sent it to the shepherds, the message first, because if you look to the past, like we do with Advent, you look to the past, all the heroes that we all look up to, the superheroes of the Bible, of the faith, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, even David, the greatest king that ever lived, perhaps. All of them started their lives as shepherds. It's almost like giving a nod to them like, hey, I know what you guys all did in the past, and I'm going to tell the most important people first, the shepherds, because they were important people. Abraham was the one that God gave his covenant to, to start with that said to all of us, hey, we're going to be blessed. We're, he's going to bless all people through Abraham's lineage. And he was a shepherd. S- number two, another super cool thing about why he came to the shepherds and I kind of alluded to this already they had no entitlement these guys they were not prideful dudes they were not religious like I can imagine if Jesus chose I would be like I don't know if I want to be a well I wouldn't say this but almost like I don't want to be a part of this whole uh belief system if he came first to the pharisees (laughs) he didn't come to the pharisees first imagine if he came to them they'd be like oh thank you God for coming to us, of course we deserve it, so thank you. But no, He came to these shepherds who were humble. It's the perfect, it's the perfect narrative because we're we're looking at Jesus living His life as a servant, living His life as not a king but as a carpenter, nowhere to lay His head at night, right? And G- God c- comes to the shepherds who were the same way. They're like the perfect group to uh, bring this message to pass along the example of what you need to be like if you want the good news in your life. They were the have-nots. They were perfect examples of God's unlikely uh, way of turning the world upside down because they expected him to come as the president. They expected Jesus to come as the king. They expected him to come as um, like the the fix-all, the healer of everything, and he did, but not the way they thought. He didn't come in a chariot. He didn't come on a horse. I go, I, I, I kind of just resorted back to when I was a kid in a kid's program, and I was this character, and I said, if I were a king, I, wouldn't, I would come on a chariot and, or on a horse, but he didn't come this way, right? He came in a stable. And then thirdly, I want to I just point out this. The coolest reason that he probably came to shepherds, and I want to explain it in the right way, but I don't know if I can. He said peace. The, the, the angel said peace to the people. Peace to you. I bring you peace. These shepherds watched the very sheep perhaps some of the lambs that were in their group were going to be sacrificed in Bethlehem that next week at the Sabbath. These sheep were were our way back in the day. If you were there, they were our way of finding peace with God. We would buy a lamb, We'd bring it to the temple. It would be sacrificed. It was the perfect, the best lamb in the group. We'd bring it to, the, to, to God. The priest would sacrifice it to uh, God for us. Then our sins would be forgiven. Our sins would be atoned for, and we would have peace with God. And now he says, I'm oh, come. I, these angels say, I bring you peace It's very likely that these shepherds were caring for the best lambs in Israel. It's probably partly for all of these reasons that God sent his angelic messengers to announce the birth of the son to shepherds. The shepherds now would be the the keeper of sheep But they would no longer need this sacrifice anymore because now they're going to the stable where the Savior slept who would become the sacrifice once and for all, no more sacrifices with sheep. Pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. Before we leave today, I want to give you three um, applications from the shepherds. They definitely walked in peace. They definitely teach us peace, and they'll teach us something about peace today today. Not that anyone needs any more peace. I have too much peace in my life. Don't give me any more. I don't need any more peace. It's so peaceful around us. We could use some more. Number one, a recurring theme over the last nine months, I believe in messages that I've shared with you, but it's just in different ways. Number one, peace comes in the middle of your storm. Here are these shepherds perhaps even that in evening I talked about earlier how they were probably wondering, our parents and their parents and their parents said that God was coming. Where is he? How come we have to live under the oppression of the government? Like she was talking, all these things were going on in the day that relate with us in our day. How long must we deal with the unrest around us, the sickness around us? There was all kinds of troubles they were dealing with. And then right there in the middle of it, out of nowhere, the angels appeared. It's like um, in a movie. I almost picture like, I don't mean to compare Christmas Story with The Matrix, but there, in most movies, a lot of movies since The Matrix, there's this moment And it's like one second, but everything stops around the main character. And they look at the havoc and the craziness and the distress all around them. You know what I'm talking about? Like they just... They look and everything is moving in slow motion around them. And they just have a moment of clarity where they're like, oh, I... I I'm here. I'm alive. I have peace. And th- and then it moves on, and things happen. I just I kind of picture that right now. It's almost like God wants to give us a moment of clarity. <laughs> I don't know if I explained that, like the way I thought in my head. But let me ask you a question today: How is your Christmas going? Do you need to let every everything to slow down around you for a minute, and you focus? on your lord that's what advent is about stopping focusing on jesus well i would like to but this uh, whole ceremony you did is nice but i need the sh- the angels to come to my backyard and sing to me that's what will get my attention that's what will bring me peace Angels, come on down and do it. Did you, some of you feel like that? You'd probably, you'd probably be scared out of your mind if they actually came. If we're honest, we might choose all kinds of words to describe this Christmas season if I was to ask you how you're feeling. But peace comes in the middle of our storm. Peace, ha! Huh, a great concept. It's nice that we we'll talk about it, but uh, some of us can't see any peace right here. We see it, we see it in the, just way, way back there, we see it. Not Chip, I'm not talking about, and I want to take a moment right now and say thank you to Chip. Thank you to Jim for their safety and taking care of us here. We know that God is our ultimate protector, but they walk around this whole facility. But I'm past there, I see peace, but it's a long way off. It almost feels like a con- an abstract concept. Like, I want peace, but I I can't experience it in my life. If that's you today, let me encourage you that the peace of Jesus shows up not after the storm, not before the storm, but in the middle of the storm. This is where the Christ child was born. This is where the angels show up in a world turned upside down for a Jewish couple like this is where peace shows up. They're, they're, they're not feeling peace. They're feeling um, anything but peace because everyone around them is giving them shame. She's pregnant. She's not married. Now she's going to a town that she doesn't uh, want to go to because she has to uh, be a part of a government's tax hike that she didn't want to be a part of. And she's going to do the census so that they can give, pay, make her pay more money and at the same time, she's pondering all these things in her heart, and she's imagining, did, did God say this is a cosmic event that is going in on in my life? If there is ever a person, and I know we're talking about the shepherds, but with Mary for a minute, you've got to look at her. If there's ever a person that was like, her head, mind was going all different directions, it had to be Mary, and that's where peace shows up. This is going to sound a bit poetic, but let me just read it. In your pain, that's where peace shows up. In your fear, that's where peace shows up. In your confusion, that's where peace shows up. In your grief, in your loss, This is applicable to some of you today. That's where peace lives. Peace lives in uncertain times. It does. And in a minute, we're going to see who peace is. But number two, I want to mention this. Peace comes in the middle of our storm. Number two, peace defies your circumstances. Your circumstances tell you this, this, this. But peace defies this, 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 and brings you a peace that passes your understanding. My heater got fixed, by the way. I'm glad about that. Peace came, defied my circumstance. But you don't know how much it hurts for me. It's nice to say peace defies your circumstance, but you don't know my life. And that's true. I don't. I don't. This is the Christmas story. I have to put it out there. But God does. And it may not make sense. God's peace, but it's real. It doesn't make sense, but it's real. It doesn't make sense, but it's real. It can guard your heart. It can protect your mind. It's a scripture that we read uh all through the book, the book, all through the month of November, rejoice! Again, I say, rejoice! Maybe that scripture I even have it. You can put it up there if you, if I do. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, prayer, 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 petition, petition, petition. Present your requests to God. I'm supposed to present my request with something, with Thanksgiving, right? With Thanksgiving so that the peace of God, the peace of God, which transcends your understanding, goes way beyond it, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I'm sure those shepherds had a laundry list of worries brought on by bad circumstances. I'm sure they would have imagined when they woke up the morning of December 24th, right? Go with me there. I don't know if it was December 24th, but let's just say. December 24th, they woke up. I'm sure they had no idea what was about to happen in their life. That somehow, defying their present circumstances, peace would enter stage right. But it did. Peace came into their crazy month, their crazy year, their crazy decade and century. And generations after generation after generation that believed that would happen, it finally came to pass, Messiah was born. Which leads me to my last point today. And that is this. First, peace comes what? In the, after the storm. Comes after the, no, it comes right in the middle. Peace comes right in the middle. Number two, peace, I forgot it too. I got to look down. Someone's got to tell me. Yes, peace defies your circumstance. Number three, the best one is this. Peace is a person. Peace is not just the concept abstract. It's not just like, ooh, everybody focus on peace. It's coming. Just meditate. Nothing wrong with meditating if it's meditating on Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But it's not just a weird spiritual thing that's not real. Peace is a person. He came in this person of Jesus. Can you imagine the flurry of storms that came to the ordinary life of a Christian, of a shepherd, feeling more and more unimportant? Every night as they chase their sheep into the hills, nobody sees me, nobody cares about me. I'm insecure, I'm insignificant, I'm unimportant. Uh, My anxieties are melting away as I enter the sanctuary of this, like, stable where the Savior slept that night. At that moment, and I don't mean to over, like, romanticize it, but it says the shepherds came to the, shep- to the stable, and they bowed their knee, and they saw a baby. Babies often don't bring peace, but somehow the presence of God was on this baby, and all of their anxieties melted away when they saw the person, Jesus. Jesus. We can't preach much more about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We can preach about him when he's 12, but then we don't see any more about him until he's 30, and I don't know why the Bible does that, but they do have this story here where the shepherds came and Jesus showed up. Come on up, my brother. All their storms, their doubts, their hopelessness are erased because of Jesus. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, this is your memory verse today, I bet you $100 that you can memorize this one. If you put it up there, you won't be able to see it because it's so short. But it's this, for he himself is our peace. Do you think you can memorize that one, Patrick? For he himself is our peace. Come Monday, come Tuesday, come Wednesday when you find out your family's not coming to visit. (laughs) Come Thursday when you find out um, your graduation's canceled for next year. My son's graduation's already canceled. I'm like, oh my gosh. Remember this Bible verse. For he is our peace. long before his arrival in Bethlehem it was prophesied that he would come you can't leave a, a message like this without quoting this verse from Isaiah it's like the best verse about peace in the Bible and I'll put it up on the screen you can, you can quote it with me if you, if you know it if you have good vision you can, you can uh, read it But if you know this, you can say it with me. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government, it'll be on his shoulders, all right, it will. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Absolute Prince of Peace. By the way, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now I don't, I don't, I'm not preaching i uh, I'm not uh, trying to get anything except that just as much as the Jews, how, how, how um, applicable it was to them in that time of Isaiah, it's just as applicable to us today. Whether you are an independent or a Republican or a Democrat or a um, little dog or a little cat or whatever, There are definite religious, or not religious, political undertones to what he's saying here. And it's the same message to all of us. In that day, they assumed that he would come in a certain way, and he didn't come that way. And they put all of their their marbles into one, all their eggs into one basket, and he didn't come that way. But it still says, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. In other words, saying it's not for temporary fixes that Jesus comes, all right? There's some help that, that this world can give us, but nobody gives us help like Jesus. That's where our real peace comes. Our peace comes from a person. Can I hear an amen? Everyone in the room can agree with that. Peace really comes through a person. Yes, Things don't go my way or they do go my way. Sometimes they go really your way and sometimes they really don't go your way. But in that moment, you can come back to this prophecy that he will forever be called your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father and the prince of your peace and of his government. There will be no end. Would you stand with me today? I ask you this question, and I ask this often, and if you need to stay seated, you can, because sometimes my questions get a little long. <laughs> but we're almost finished, because Cynthia's uh, a part of uh, leading the kids' ministries today, and if I'm not done, at my time, then, it, you know, so we'll be done. I ask you this question. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you today? God is always speaking. Are we listening? What is he speaking to you today through this Christmas story that you've heard 10,000 times? I believe that we can rediscover something new about our peace when we look at this. The Holy Spirit would want to tell you something today. Maybe he would say this. I am peace for you. I do things through a different kingdom. I defy circumstances. I come in the storms. I invite you into this shalom too. I just repeated all of my points again. If you want a great study, look up shalom and what it really means in the Bible. It's a great study to do. Jesus is a person and maybe he would say this to you and I'm not I'm saying maybe but he would he would say this Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 through 30 Come to me would you close your eyes and let Jesus speak to this speak this to you all you who are weary and burdened I will give you rest take my yoke upon you it's not a hard one Learn from me. I'm gentle. I'm humble. You'll find rest when you follow after me. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. If that's not an offer of peace, I don't know what is. Three things I want to ask you for, maybe four. Do you question if God might be overlooking you? You can look around if you want, but this is a private question. Ask yourself this. Do you feel like God's overlooking you? You might be overlooked by God. This is definitely for someone. Do you find your life ordinary? I wish I was this. I wish I could do this. I wish I had this. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. Do you find yourself feeling insignificant? Do you find your family in the middle of a storm? And this question, do you wonder... How in the world would God, could God transcend my present circumstance and somehow still bring peace? Can I encourage you today that all your wonders, your wonders and your wonders are answered in a person and his name is Jesus. Would you repeat this after me today? It is a benediction that is in a Lutheran book that they say at the end of different uh, sermons, but it's also Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. Would you say this? May the Lord of peace... Go ahead. Give, him, give you peace at all times in every way. Let's personalize it. Say the, May the Lord of peace Give me peace at all times, in every way. Would you, my friends, did, open your eyes. Be expectant like Simeon and Anna that we learned last week. And would you worship like the shepherds who came to the manger, bowed their knee, and worshipped him. Thanks for box. listening today. As Remember, you experience God peace. wants to do Say the Say Amen. Prayer. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we
0: are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.